So welcome to another edition of Magoo's Lab. Today on the show, we have Mr. Stuart Moore, the songwriter of this current song that is playing. <laughs> that, <And> I, <laughs> that I forgot I wrote yeah. until you just... <laughs> that, is, that is pretty funny. <laughs> but you have, you have a lot of songs, so I mean, you have an excuse. Yeah, for... <laughs> I write one, forget about it, move on to the next one. Right, I have no excuse. I think I have like five or six of your songs and I've had this song for a really long time and I haven't even, I forgot that I had it. Yeah. I know so, I mixed so them. I. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I mean, I had like, you know, like, like I said, I have five, five or six or so. So we go back quite a ways. Uh, we both in the same band as Salsa. You were actually yeah. in the band. I was more or less a roadie stagehand sound guy type yeah, guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably been over 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Over now, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. I want to say that when you started with Salsa, we were already playing at Aces. I believe it was. I think that was your first gig with us, right? Yeah, the first gig. Yeah. The last time we played. <laughs> it was a coincidence. Yeah. You know, that was, was a really fun place when it was happening. I think they were just going in a different direction and they were just like not trying to have the lounge anymore. They wanted yeah. just a quiet hotel. And, you know, we'd constantly get, you know, complaints about guests. Oh, you know, they, they can hear the music. They can hear the music. Yeah. How do they hear the music? There, there's like this huge hallway this huge like area in between the actual rooms and the club well, and i guess they could still hear they'll find a way to complain about it <laughs> oh yeah you know, they're trying to they're trying to get the you know the free room for the night <laughs> so, that was like you said about about 10 years ago and i think we probably went until was it, about two maybe two years ago two or three or three about three yeah, years ago carried on slightly yeah after little, and <laughs> fizzled kind of, out kind of, kind of a, a limping progress at the end you know it was with some crutches but uh yeah i i think you're an amazing keyboard player though oh, thank that's you. yeah you you can definitely get down on some keys me i'd fumble i don't have the fingers for it <laughs> you know? but i wanted to start off by asking like how did you how did you get started with you know music when you um, how old were you i was probably around maybe 13. it's funny you're playing this song now because what made me wanting to get into music was house music in the mm -hmm. early 90s that's why I wanted to start learning to play the keyboards because it was a lot of keyboards in that music. Mm -hmm. So I just got this little keyboard and I was trying to figure out kind of all the parts that are in the, the house tracks back then. Yeah. It's like, so I definitely wasn't a classically trained <laughs> musician. I was a house trained <laughs> musician. Hey, it's, it worked. I mean, because if you think about it, like house music, it's there's not a whole lot of piano in it. You know, it's more or less a kicking a snare you know yeah a, well back back when it first came out there's a bit of piano yeah it's, it's changed uh, it, yeah like like a big difference between also between uk versus us yeah probably yeah yeah but there's definitely you know I, it takes some technique to learn all that kind of stuff you know it's i don't have the patience for it I, yeah I, it's <laughs> never ending yeah, it's just <laughs> a non-stop non cycle that, of, that's the good thing about it though is that yeah. there's always something new to learn so you don't get bored and, right you know it, it, it go for Quite a ways if you think about it like when I mean, you start with house and then i mean now you you do all i've heard all kinds of songs that you've done you know and they're and what you play also yeah you know going from playing house like you said when you started on 13 or so and then you join you know a band over here and you're playing old school you know <laughs> funk and yeah. r&b yeah well, I, as i got older i started to get into more of soul and funk and jazz mm -hmm. so then i started to learn different styles and uh -huh. So you, you've been basically a professional musician since when? 2005, so 15 years. About 15 years. 
and that's did when did where did you what was your first professional music gig like your um it was the band that i played with on the cruise ship mm-hmm. so we had this gig back in the uk so that was one of my my happiest memories of being able to quit my job <laughs> and become a full-time musician <laughs> what, what did you actually this is something that i don't even know i don't think we've ever even discussed it what did you do before you were a musician um <laughs> i i was working in call centers and retail different uh, kinds of jobs but just the, the whole different the, on the other side of the yeah <laughs> the but, job spectrum <laughs> That's, but all, that's nothing cool. nothing that i like doing because right. i was wanted to be a musician so mm-hmm. i just couldn't focus that's on where the passion else. was yeah yeah that's a, <laughs> a full-time musician is way different than a call center <laughs> without a doubt so how how was it playing on a cruise ship at that time like what was how is it versus going to a gig here and having one on the weekends you know it was nice you didn't have to travel anywhere everything was already set up for you mm-hmm. so you just had the whole daytime free so if the ship was at a port you just get off the ship go to the beach drink cocktails <laughs> just have, have, the, <laughs> just have someone out. bring them to you on the beach and oh, then nice. play for a few hours but we played seven nights a week so okay so you played every night yeah every night it was rough for the singers having to sing every night right yeah that's definitely i i could see that that's you know, I mean, somebody's voice versus, you know, the longevity of a keyboard versus a voice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. the, I think the keyboard's going to win. So there were some nights when the singer was sick and she couldn't sing. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to take over and share the vocals between oh, wow. the other musicians. Wow. And that was for Princess Cruise? Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, just being on uh, cruises I've gone on, you know, you see the bands, you know, there a lot of them are pretty good. I think the one I went on this year, that was pretty good. So I can imagine, you know, it's a full-time gig. There's no excuse for not getting your practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you get tight as a week. band. The band gets tight playing right. seven nights a week, and mm-hmm. it's a great, great gig for if you're single and young and just want to travel and yeah, play music. I mean, I think the other people that worked on the ship didn't didn't have it as easy as we did. Right. Oh, because you're playing your show and they're yeah, cleaning but... up on a, on aisle on a, you know on the the Lido deck or whatever yeah. it may be. <laughs> like, don't see daylight for days. Yeah, you know, you don't even get a porthole. You know, you just you yeah. got a wall and a, and, a, and a square. So after after the cruise ship, then where did you go? What did you do? Well, that's when I moved out here, uh-huh. and then I joined um, a cover band. Not long after I moved out here, called Essex. That was mm-hmm. like the first regular gig i had and you probably remember i do remember yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i i remember seeing you guys at the elk grove sports bar yeah (laughs) the the little elk grove sports bar yeah i i definitely remember seeing you guys and we had uh one of your bandmates uh, barbara she filled in for us a couple times oh that's right yeah 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 she filled in a few times yeah i you know what until you said that I, i totally forgot about them Wow, bring back the memory. So after Essex, and you moved on to Salsa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we and then, pretty busy, but yeah. Back then, I was a stay-at-home dad. Then we had a baby, so it kind of worked out well that I mm-hmm. I got to stay home and gig on the weekends. Right, and then you also produce music. Yeah, on that's, the side. So that's yeah. Well, that's probably my main gig, really. And the list of of companies that just the ones that I can remember that I know you've done are huge companies they're not like you know small potatoes you know like 
J and G liquor on the corner <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It's you know like you. Uh, yeah. What ones do you remember then? Because I can't. Remember. I forget. <laughs> I remember Miller Light. I remember Oil, Oil of Olay and a car one. And I want to say it was either BMW or Volkswagen. I think. And those are the ones that I can remember, and I don't even remember the car one, if that's actually correct. Yeah, I think there's been three car ones now. Oh, yes, because <laughs> you're because you're amazing, you know? <laughs> so you got all these... Man, that's that's got to be cool. And so, and not only just the big companies, you also have other, you know, other sm- smaller projects probably that... You yeah, know, all different are, kinds of people, because I sell my music through music libraries online, so anyone... Just people that are making mm-hmm. a YouTube video. Right. Or, or a podcast. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I'm using the the one, the song that was playing now. I'm, I've been using that for, I did it for a couple. I'm going to need you to, you know, kick down some more or let me know where yeah. I can buy them. And I didn't even charge you for it. <laughs> right. Too, See, so. the, that that's a, a solid bandmate right there. <laughs> you know, it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a, a whole other world that, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine, you know, it's like, cause your music's going everywhere. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed really mm-hmm. until 2007. I mean, I'd never even thought about music on TV or commercials or film. And then right. I was on a forum on the internet and someone mentioned, mentioned about it and mentioned the name of a library. So, oh, that's interesting. I'll send them some music and mm-hmm. didn't think too much of it. And then about six months later, I got a, my first royalty check for some show on PBS that I got my music on, and then so that that was the first one. Was yeah, it, it was a PBS show. Yeah, wow. And you don't remember the show? It was called Wired Science. Uh, Wired Science. That sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, I want to. I never watched it. So I, I was a big you know PBS watcher when I was a kid. You know, but they used to have like the nature shows, and then I rem- I remember some sort of science one. I I think, but that's that's pretty cool. And that was. Your first legit paying gig, right? Producing music, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I just kept sending out more stuff, and it just snowballed. And mm-hmm. to date, I've had my music in over five hundred different TV shows. Wow, five hundred shows. Yeah. And these are all individual ones that are just this. Do you think it's more of a company that has like a bigger company that has this big? wide range of like they own a bunch of shows and then they know that you've done this one so they they might bring you in on other ones yeah probably yeah there's a lot of reality shows a lot of sport oh, okay. sports shows too like some nba and nfl games i've had music in and the really the women's world cup last year used some of my music Stuart, that is freaking awesome <laughs> <laughs> to say you had music and you know nfl and nba and the world cup that's like a whole that's a different level you know, because I mean, because now you have the entire world watching. I mean, if they're watching on whatever broadcast it may be, there's still everybody paying attention yeah. to that. You know, so they're hearing it. It's just as long as your name's in the credits or something. You know, that's that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. the thing is, I never usually find out until after it's aired, so I hardly ever get to see it. Oh, okay. Oh, so you just all of a sudden there's a check and it's like, oh, yeah. here you go. <laughs> yeah, and a statement tells you where it was used. Right. So you, you'd like never know when there's going to be, there's like not something that you follow that can say, okay, this, they just downloaded your, this yeah. song or. There's one or two libraries that I use that let me know. There's a show coming out soon called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I don't know if you've seen on NBC. I don't think so. It's like a woman who. Everything around her is like a musical, but only she can see it. Nobody else sees it. 
Uh-huh. So I've got a song in that. And there was a new show on Apple TV called The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston. Uh-huh. It was just... I think just I heard on, that one. Yeah, I had a song on that too. Man, that's like that's a whole different thing than doing cover songs, you know. <laughs> cover, you know, cruise ship cover band to selling, you know, music and and that's yeah, that's it's legit. nice. You get to fulfill your creative side and then the performance right. side and playing other people's music that you like. So. Right. So I, I know that you have some other projects also that you're working on for like your uh, your Fast Love band, which is a George Michael yeah, it's a cover band. George Michael tribute show from the UK. So they they brought the show out here and used used us as the musicians. So they have so, a whole other band in the UK. Yeah, they have a UK band. Oh, okay. And then they brought the show out here and found us, or we found them. I'm not sure exactly how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> but yeah, we got to play in some really nice venues. We went to um, Aurora and the Fox Theater in Aurora. And we went, played this another theater in Calgary in Canada. Then a f- few weeks ago, we were in um, at a Hilton in New York, just by Times Square. Right. I I seen the pictures. It looked it looked amazing in there. Yeah. That's and that's something else. Just traveling. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I do like that life. That's the yeah. Getting on a plane, showing up to a venue, everything's there, set up. I don't have to take any gear with me. So, so everything that you had, or you just you just went. You didn't yeah, have to take any went. of your own it's stuff. Like being a singer. So, so you have to like give them a list of like, hey, this is what I use. This is what I'll need. Yeah, there. I tell them what keyboards, and I just show up with my USB drive, so with all the patches on, and so professional, the pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, man, that's you're saving your gear, you know, from the travel, possibly getting lost or damaged. Yeah, or, and it sucks. You know. just- Carrying that stuff through an airport and then yeah, because I know some of your your keyboards aren't very light. <laughs> you know, they're they're like hauling around bodies. You know, right. that's got to be cool though. And just get to walk in and not have any not a care in the world. You got your your bag with your clothes and that's yeah. It. I want every gig to be that from now. Man, I you know what I, I think the only time that I've had anything like that from a sound guy side was going and just mixing on a board that was already there. You know, like. There was a couple. I think at Harlow's I would help out and just run a board. And we did a casino years ago. I think it was even before you were in the band. It was like kind of like my tryout to see if I could handle yeah. it. And it was up at a Gold Gold Country Casino, I think it was. And it was just a board in yeah, front of... I remember playing that one. Yeah, time. this big auditorium was like a dome. And for some reason, the board was set up directly in front of the stage. So it was like they had, they had these line arrays, but I had to like I had to go up and change stuff and then go back so that I wasn't in the you know dance floor space. It was a little weird, but is it easy to use a board that you're not familiar with? You know what? It's kind of they all have the similarities, but the complexity of them can be you know just certain ones could be a digital yeah the analog new, stuff yeah yeah like the one I have here. You know, this is just a regular analog board. If I seen this one at someone's garage or even one that looks like it it's going to be the same thing you know it's a lot of the same stuff but it's i'd imagine kind of like a kind of like a keyboard i guess if you you know but if you had your usb right that's man that's gotta be cool that's how djing is nowadays it was like i the last dj gig that i did i showed up with a usb stick and headphones (laughs) just just (laughs) getting easier so i mean well from when i started i mean i was hauling around 
vinyl, you know, and going up to, you know, the, you know, where, wherever the party was or whatnot. And I'm hauling around this gigantic bag that weighs probably like, you know, like 70 pounds. And then doing the last one that I, the last show I did with a USB, just like, just like you just walking in, you know, do you miss playing the vinyl though? Do you like, you know what I do, you know, it's, it's a whole nother, it's, it's another end of it, I guess. You know, it's like when, when I learned there was no, there was no CDJs. It was like when you played, you you know, you took your vinyl and a lot of my stuff was drum and bass. So, I mean, it's a lot of. It wasn't around a lot, like a lot of places. You couldn't really down. You couldn't download it. As a matter of fact, you know, when that's why everybody when when I started was buying records. Right. So I mean, that's it, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it's it's so much different using just it. not carrying. <laughs> yeah, just planet. just not carrying <laughs> that bag or rolling it. You know, what I mean, because towards the end of my vinyl time. I got a bag that had wheels, you know, <laughs> I'm getting older, you know, the, the back's starting to give out a little bit, yeah. you know, <laughs> you start losing it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little different, but the USB thing, I definitely understand that. I, I've actually done that. So it's, it is really cool. I mean, you figure you have hundreds to thousands of songs or patches, yeah. and you, you know, in your, in your pocket. Paranoid that I'm going to lose it. That thing has got to be around a chain in <laughs> your neck, you know, so you know where it's at all the time. So you guys have also, you guys are also doing other bands as well, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a few. So, yeah. So t- uh, tell me about those ones. Um, there's um, when doves cry, the Prince tribute show. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one of our main shows and we get gigging all the time. A lot in the Bay area. Um, our next gig is in um, the Opera House in Roseville, February eighth, okay. next weekend. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the only kind of local gig we do really. Mm-hmm. We play a lot of places in the Bay Area mainly. Are you guys doing like a lot of? Are they clubs? Are they casino type? Are they? Um, mainly clubs. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. There's Club Fox in Redwood City that we play at, and there's place in albany called the ivy ivy room mm-hmm. which is cool and so you gotta travel a little bit more to those ones a little bit yeah do you guys do you guys stay out there or do you guys come back or do you... it depends how far it is like if it's more than two hours and yeah to stay because then by the time you know you're done tearing down because at those gigs you're taking your own stuff right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's that's not you know flying yeah, with the, <laughs> flying with the usb <laughs> <laughs> so now you're taking your you know your board so so like for the local ones you don't Everything's saved in your computer, your keyboards, right? So you don't have to. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you all, and you have other ones also. Yeah, there's Rock with You, the Michael Jackson tribute, which is fairly new. We've only done two shows so far, and I think that's going to be really big. We've got Rashad Carlton singing yeah. as Michael, and you know, oh, that's awesome. Rashad, Rashad's cool. Yeah, he's, he's one really of the, good too. The best singers I've ever heard or performed with. Yeah. He, I mean. There's not many people that can sing Michael. Yeah, <laughs> and he, no. And there's a couple of songs we're even doing in a higher key. <laughs> oh, the wow. original. Yeah, so. yeah. He, we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna try to get him on. He's. Uh, he already told me he would. He'd be. Down oh to yeah, do it, yeah. So you should. Go. I gotta get him. I gotta get him on the podcast and you know, talk about it. And find out how he's singing in like a key higher than <laughs> in a Michael Jackson <laughs> song. And then you also have a Whitney Houston. Cover. Yeah, there's Forever Whitney, which. Um, done a few shows with that then we haven't done any for a while but that'll be starting up again soon and mm-hmm. now who's singing that one that is uh lisa taylor she also mm-hmm. sings in the the prince tribute show 
Right. Because that, that's got to be hard. Yeah. That, I mean, she's got an incredible voice, but that that's hard work. Oh, All yeah. those power ballads. Mm-hmm. I don't know very many people that would even be able to do that. I, if I if I did if I know someone, that's because I've seen them on TV or yeah. <laughs> like someone <laughs> trying out for you know America's Got Talent or something. That's a hell of a task. Yeah, you got to be brave to go. On there. Oh yeah. So all of these are also they fall into the same category. You guys are kind of playing more like Bay Area and yeah, yeah. For now, we're hoping to travel more and trying to get into theaters, mm-hmm. get into some bigger venues. Which and- which band was the one that played out at Swabies? Because I did see it, and I was trying to make it out there, and I didn't make it. Yeah, that's that was probably the Prince one. We, oh, okay. We have done the Whitney out there. The Whitney. Oh, okay. And, and a different version of the George Michael show mm-hmm. did there too. Right, with all the... Is that like the, the majority of the band that's, that's doing all the four besides the Fast Love one? Yeah, yes, the oh, okay. same same members, just... How many how many members is that? Or do you guys, like, how many piece band do you guys um, do? Yeah, six. Yeah, so it's not a, not a big... Band, I right. just, I do the, I do everything. I do the horns, all the, nice. all the parts that all the extra musicians would usually do. Uh-huh. So no, uh, not playing the tracks. Um, no, no tracks. No. Yeah, I think with the George Michael stuff, there's some percussion on tracks, but right, that's pretty much it. That's awesome. I, <laughs> I'm a fan of that. I, I like when bands, you know, when they go out there and they play. As, you know, as themselves. Yeah. Well, I think playing with tracks, if someone comes in in the wrong place, then it just <laughs> screws it up. Yeah, yeah that, that'd so, be a bad snowball right there. Yeah. It and just then, starts spiraling. And then you're stuck to playing the song the same way every night. There's mm-hmm. there's no room for... Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to... No solos unless you work it into the, <laughs> into the track. Yeah. You know? So you're definitely staying busy these days. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the only time I leave right. the house, I think, is to gig. <laughs> Man, and look at that. I got you out here on a Thursday you know, on a work night. You know? <laughs> so so in the next couple of weeks, you're going to be picking up the projects again. And, you know, like, so like next week, you'll be out in Roseville. And then, yeah, Roseville, um, the Michael Jackson show is going to be in Gilroy on the 22nd. Okay. That's a few hours away, but that's a yeah cool venue there called The District. Mm. Nice, good sized club. Stay, stay out in Gilroy on that one. Um, I think so. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's it's not a fun I, drive. I don't even think I've even made it that far traveling. I, I've gone to as far as Hollister, which is on the way to Gilroy. Yeah. But I've never even gone way out there. That's yeah. Going to all kinds of places I'd never even heard of before. Right. Well, hey, you're not, not staying local no more. You know, that's and to have the Roseville Opera House as your closest gig. So how's the music production coming along? Is that, is this stuff right here slowing you down, or is it keeping you... Um, it doesn't slow me down. I mean, there's times when we're learning new songs. I mean, when I first joined the bands, I had a ton of Prince songs to learn, so that right. slowed me down for a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. then, you know, you just pick it back up again. And Man of many talents. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, man. The days of the production and then the road, and that's just... That's how you're just, just kicking it. Yeah, it's a nice, just... nice balance to have. Mostly during the week, I'm writing and then gigging mm-hmm. on the weekends. So it's right. just a constant. You know, Non-stop. I, yeah, I kind of look forward to Mondays because it yeah. means I get to start writing again. Like, <laughs> right. I'm the only person in the world that looks forward to <laughs> Mondays. Man, well, yeah, I mean, because you can see where your music's getting you, you know, from, from starting out, you know, at, on a cruise ship to having your music in world cups and you know the nba is like this it's a big 
Yeah, that's a big jump. That's something, I mean, I just honestly say that you're the only person that I know that's done that. I, I don't know anybody who's done anything on that type of scale. So I, I think you might be one of my biggest rock stars coming in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're, I'm mostly doing, uh, this is mostly a podcast of like local talent, which, I mean, obviously you, you, we don't live too, too far from each other. Yeah. You're in the area, but I mean, it's, you know, like it's, it's showing a different scale of like what you're doing versus, you know, like a lot of other people, you know, a lot of other people can, they're trying to probably break that barrier of getting, you know, getting over there and getting going. Yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. So I mean, I don't even know how I did it. I mean, so I'm, hey, that, that, I'm not, that one forum yeah, is all it took. <laughs> I'm just I'm not the kind of person that's going out and knocking down people's doors and trying right. to sell myself. You know, I'm pretty yeah well, quiet guy. So I'm just send my music out and just right wait for the people to come to me. I and suppose. and that's where technology has also gotten us to where back in the days, you know, people were taking cassette tapes over to. You know, to right, yeah. music companies. And yeah, I remember I did when I first started. I remember like mailing out cassettes to different places, yeah. record companies, and and so now you just jump on a forum. Anybody who's looking for it or whatever they're looking for, if they s hear what they like, hey, bam, let's let's buy this one from yeah, this guy. And yeah, easy. Man, but it's embarrassing thinking about some of the music that I sent out on those cassettes. Like, <laughs> I think. Hey, just, uh, imagine if you had it and where that is nowadays. You never know. It could have got used, and that's before the royalties and all that type of stuff. Because yeah. I mean, when you when you downloaded it, it's you know, it's there's a there's a, a, a track of you know who got it and what it was used yeah. for versus like your tape. You know, your yeah. tape went to somebody, yeah. and then it, when it probably went in the garbage, <laughs> I guess it's in the landfill. Hey, it, it either went into a landfill, <laughs> someone's uh, shoebox, or it made somebody a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's really no telling, Who you knows? know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy for you. That's, that's pretty Thank awesome. You. That, you know, you got to gotten to this level, you know? Yeah. I just hope it keeps going. <laughs> hey, people aren't going to stop listening to music and people are always going to need music for commercials. You know, it's yeah. not just going to fall it's out of the sky. As anymore. long as people are willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the yeah, big that's, issue. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the kicker. We got to get you on some. Uh, we got to get you a Grammy somehow. <laughs> I want to know somebody that has a Grammy. Yeah. Got to get one of those. Yeah. So. There's all kinds of obscure categories that I don't even put on the TV show. Right? <laughs> like yeah. See, like, instrumental jazz. Stuart, let's <laughs> yeah. get you on that. Let, let's right. let's get you on some jazz. How'd you get nominated? <laughs> Find out. So, so is there anybody in particular that you like when you started getting really? into the piano that you kind of molded your style around or one of the first people i really liked was herbie hancock he did a lot of funk funk mm -hmm. albums in the 70s so when i first heard that because i you know i'd heard jazz and i'd heard funk but i'd never heard it combined really before until right. i heard some of his stuff i was like wow this is great and a lot of how i learned to play was listening to his records and figuring out what he was playing and mm -hmm. little things that sounded really difficult and right. I spent hours trying to figure it out it turns out a lot of it actually wasn't that hard it was just it sounded really cool right you know what i have i have some of uh herbie hancock's vinyl and i don't know how many there are but there was one song that i couldn't find i've heard a lot of his songs but this one in particular was uh was a a favorite of mine it was called i think it's uh motor mouth yeah. and i don't know if you've heard it but if, uh, probably if yeah if you haven't heard it check <laughs> it out it's it's pretty cool it's got a lot of cool little keith synth sounds to it it's more like the is it like 
disco, more kind of that style. I know he did some like disco stuff in the late. Yeah, 70s. you know what? I, it, yeah, you know what? It could be more of a disco style. There is something that I did find out about you that I didn't know for a long time that you like UB40. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that until we went to yeah. the fair and seen them, and no, you knew I'd forgotten all about the words. that until I showed up here. And you were <laughs> <laughs> I how did how did you? How did you get into the UV forties so like so heavy and low? All well, that? they're a huge band in the UK. I mean, right. Like my whole childhood, I grew up listening to their music. Then I went through a phase, and probably around the same time I started getting into playing, I just went through a phase where it's pretty much all I listen to. So <laughs> nice. But I was surprised. I remembered all the words to every song. When when I was standing <laughs> right next to you, and we we're watching the show, and I seen you knew every word. I I couldn't believe it. I was Neither like. Could I. I was like, wow, Stuart knows every word to every song that these guys are playing right now. <laughs> Man, that's cool. <laughs> See, I'm I'm horrible with lyrics. I I remember the sounds of the songs. I, I hear a different, like, when, when I hear music, I always hear the beat. Yeah, well, I think that's what drew me to music in the first place. I listened to different instrumental parts more than mm-hmm. the, the lyrics. Like, right. I'd hear a drum, drum beat that I really liked. Or, uh-huh or some other instrument, and that really drew me in more than whatever the person was singing about. A lot of songs that I I love, I have no idea any of the lyrics. Right. Like Michael oh, Jackson, I have no idea what Michael Jackson sings in Oh, that's me. I, I guarantee you I know, like, maybe a good portion of all the keys, key words that he says, but I guarantee you in the middle of all of it, there's a whole lot of sentences that I'm not even... Right. I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's pretty much, you know, what I wanted to get around to asking you. Uh, we, I definitely... Enjoyed having you on the show today, man. That's, yeah, that's thanks. awesome. Thanks for coming it's on. It's nice to rediscover one of my old songs that I'd forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so you should send it to me. I don't know if I... <laughs> hey, before you leave today, you know, I'll make sure we get it to you. So this one is called... It's called Feel This by Stuart Moore. I don't know if you guys can find it, but... Yeah, hey, I don't know where it is. Hey, I've got it you, on a hard drive. Somewhere. Yeah, hey, if you find it, pay his royalties. You know, give him a, give him a, give him a dollar and fifty, you know, check or something. <laughs> So with that, uh, this is Magoo's Lab, and I want to thank Stuart Moore for being on the show today, and we'll talk to you guys next time. 